Hey, it's Coco. And Carly. And sometimes at the Scott Shop. And we are the hosts of Soul Rehab. Each week, we'll inspire you to get back on Blueprint. Through our experiences and journey living through a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we're spiritual beings having human experiences. This is your vibrational experience. Well, there's a lot to manage today. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning that I have a lot of energy on this podcast. We're worried about Carly and Scott most days who are, you know, really a thorn in my side. But now I got two other culprits here. Listen, we are not a thorn. Who are you? Yeah. Oh, hi, hello. Okay, well, today, today we are here with Alexia. As you guys have all met her on one of the episodes when she talked about her story before uh, Christmas. Right, right, yeah, right before Christmas. And then we also have Becca. Becca, say hi. Hi. <laughs> Becca's part of the community and she's been on Soul Print since September. September. Yes. Yeah. So she uh, cruised, cruised the highway with uh, Judy over here as she has now made her move to Kelowna saying yes to her. Unreal. Yes. Lots of overwhelm over here, folks. Big time yeah. overwhelm yeah. here. <laughs> so today, I just wanted to kind of um, do a little bit of housekeeping for all of you guys and talk about the energy report that you would have gotten in your inboxes and the beautiful branding that Reese over here, Carly, did. It was a team <laughs> effort. I just executed. <laughs> I literally just said, yeah, it looks great. Yes. <laughs> so welcome to Coco Collective. We're really excited for this whole new journey for everybody here to help you guys not feel alone. That was something that really, really strongly is a big deal for me because I felt so alone and so many of you guys are saying yes to you and coming on grid. So we created Coco Collective as that kind of hub where everybody can meet everybody, see their work, you know, support each other and all that. So in the newsletter, we talked about my energy report with the hot air balloons. So hopefully you guys all read it. If you didn't, here's the cliff notes. So there is this, this March, the energy of March. I can't even explain it. So as somebody who pre-waved it last year, March was very much that month where I was like, that's when everything changed. Mm-hmm. I really, really felt that shift in March. I couldn't explain it. I can't give you the exact timeline. But when I reflected on my year as a whole, I was like, March was the ticket. Obviously, for me being the pre-waiver, that was, you know, the COVID, the whole thing. So I kind of mm-hmm. had that as a marker. Now you guys are experiencing that now. So how that looks is there is all these hot air balloons kind of like to my right. And that is that really kind of 3D dense energy that is looking up at the hot air balloons, waiting for somebody to save them, somebody to drop something to them. You know, that whole save me kind of preoccupied distraction energy. Mm -hmm. Okay, we all experience that our whole entire life. Until we wake up till we're something more. And then you kind of move into the middle. Or in the case that we're going to talk about, you kind of sail uh, around. Are, are you seeing me with this weird look on my yeah. face right now? Because you know what just dawned on me? Hmm. And I'm going to make this all about me for about five minutes. Do you remember me ever saying to you that whenever I needed a sign, I would look up and there'd be a hot air balloon? Do you ever remember me telling you Vaguely. that? Or I'd be like driving here and it'd be a big day for us and I would see a hot air balloon in the sky. Vaguely. That just dawned on me okay. that like at that point, at those points in time when I was seeing that, I was on this journey of jumping 
over into this new frequency. Amazing. Can't yes. make this up. Folks. Can't make it up. Can't make it up. <laughs> so the new frequency mm-hmm. is new earth. It's 5D. It's moving up into 12D and it's really saying yes to you. So where it gets kind of cloudy in this month is if you're in the middle. The middle is very hard because as the guides just showed me, okay, Carly has something she needs to say. I have a song. Okay. But I won't sing it now. Okay. Is it relevant to the topic right now? Why don't you just (laughs) meet me in the middle? (laughs) Oh, she's excited here. (laughs) Baby. That's the one. I think we have to edit that out. No, Welcome. And, and we're keeping that. Yeah. Yes. We are keeping that because this is a one and done type of show. So in the middle, this energy is really, really hard because there's a hot air balloon coming down on the right hand side. There's a hot air balloon coming down on the left hand side. And if you're in the middle, you pretty much have your hand out, but you can't, you don't know who you are. You don't know what you're waiting for. You're listening to everybody on the external on the right and you don't trust yourself on the left. Okay, so the guides just now were talking and they're like, we called these two lights in because they are, I would say, the really good living examples today on in this week of saying yes to yourself in this profound week of what it means to kind of float above instead of dancing in the middle. And so both of these ladies have really had their journey of avoiding themselves to get to the point but I really want them to kind of like talk about the journey for all of you guys so it's relatable and you can understand what it means to say yes to yourself because right now Alexia has moved to Kelowna has left a partner has left a dog has left a life and Becca is jumping next month Mm -hmm. and they have both had this like profound awareness I'm feeling your emotion over here (laughs) I'm feeling Judy's emotion this profound awareness um in the last three months I guess since this kind of like hit you Mm -hmm. so I want to start with you Alexia to kind of say like tell us about the realization of being on that right hand side Mm -hmm. making your awareness and your jump to go all the way instead of you kind of slipped in the middle a little bit in January yes But then you were so dedicated to yourself that you floated over to the other side. Mm -hmm. But while you were floating and saying yes to yourself, Mm -hmm. how was it still being in the air balloon energy on the other side that is trying to grasp you and keep you and tell you all the things that are trying to keep you the same? I yeah. think that you have a lot to speak on that. So go ahead and tell the people. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a lot to tell. Um, <laughs> uh, well, being on the left side of the balloon, definitely, or the left side of the whatever it yeah. is. The yeah. scale. The scale. Um, came with spin, came with doubt. There was a lot of avoidance. I knew I had to move and I had this conversation with you guys before about, well, I'm not ready to leave my family or yes. I'm not, you know what I mean? I, I found these excuses yes. um, to keep me comfortable and to keep me in a place that was familiar. And then when I finally decided and knew that I can't avoid and lie to myself any longer because the nudge became so apparent, I then decided that I just needed to jump and 
do it and rip the Band-Aid off. And, and the jump came from a pull, from a feeling, correct? Yes, a complete feeling. It wasn't a thought. Yes. It was a feeling and a knowing. And no idea what that pull would get you to. And no idea what the outcome of that would be. Yes. Yeah. And how was the awareness for you with everybody trying to tell you that you're like losing your mind, basically? Um, A lot because you're moving in the middle of a quote-unquote pandemic. Mm-hmm. So everybody feels that... Well, everybody in my life is coming from the dense of the dense in yes. Saskatchewan. So mm-hmm. the doom and gloom can't understand why you would do something to fill you up now. Yeah. Right? Like, why would you make a decision that would light you up now? Well, it goes back to what Carly said last episode where we were talking about everybody learns from fear and pain. Mm-hmm. But then the biggest thing is like what I said is when you're actually happy and you're in bliss yeah. and you're kind of in that air balloon going over that hump, mm-hmm. people think you're faking it. Yeah. They think it's all coming and from it, ego. And it's all you being in your head. You're arrogant. You're yes. full of yourself, right? All of these different things, which... Who do you think you are? Exactly. For saying yes to you. You mm-hmm. should be in the same amount of pain waiting for the external to save me Wait- Waiting for, me. Yeah, waiting for these special tickets or things uh, to make life, quote unquote, good again. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, my partner is still in Regina. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was a non-negotiable. I just knew I had to be here. And with that comes, I mean, awareness, obviously. Yeah, the awareness for you has been huge. Yeah. And the awareness, what are the top three awarenesses that you would say happens when all of a sudden you kind of float overneath that? Because everybody's journey is different. Like Mm -hmm. what Becca might say compared to you is going to be so different. So you all of a sudden say yes to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. In January, she had the spin in the middle Mm -hmm. being like, how can I basically uproot my life with a shovel? (laughs) Literally. And take it with me to Kelowna Mm -hmm. because that's the only way that I feel like I can because why? Like what was those feelings of why you feel? felt like you had to uproot your whole life and drag people with you Mm -hmm. versus saying yes to you to float over. Well, labels and programming for one, but also I, yeah, I just, I knew I had to make this decision because I needed a shift in frequency Mm -hmm. because I needed a lifestyle that supports who I am embodying. Yeah, I and think who I am. And Regina doesn't support that, right? I think that's key. I, like, I think Carly and Scott and I have talked about that a lot, mm-hmm. where when you raise your frequency to this point, mm-hmm. you are going to make changes. You are going to make decisions. You are going to do things that people might label crazy. They might label, why the fuck are you doing that? They go to lack, they go to the programming. Yeah. But what it all comes down to is the lifestyle that supports your light. Exactly. And when you're saying yes to you, a lot of people get really, really overwhelmed in the middle. For sure. Yeah. And just something too, just to like ease that like lack spin even and to give people quote unquote the proof when you said yes to jumping here because I take care of all your bookings what the amount of bookings you had in one month living in Regina at that frequency Mm -hmm. you have now doubled as soon as you moved here in one week so let me rephrase that Let's say Alexia had 10 bookings a month in Regina. She now has 20 in the next two weeks in Kelowna. 
So you're four timesing the amount of bookings that you're getting by just saying yes to you. Okay, and let's talk about the ego spin and what people would say about that. Yeah. Well, there must be a reason Mm -hmm. why that's happening externally. Exactly. And I mean, you can speak so eloquently to it because even your mother-in-law was like, Oh, if you stay here trying to get you to stay. Yeah, if you stay here, I will um, help you find a, a space and we'll fund it for you. I'll help market. you pay for marketing. And I, what did you say And to I that? said, I don't market. And she said, that's your problem. Exactly. That's why I need to move. Where you need to understand it's all vibration mm-hmm. and it's all felt. So yes. I know a lot of you guys are really struggling with the how. Mm-hmm. Okay, the how. Oh my God, the how. I want to kind of give this over to Becca because Becca definitely has had the journey with the how. I think mm-hmm. with the lack, yeah. she can speak to the how is Becca has a different story than Alexia because Becca's partner is coming with her and having that whole journey of like one day me and Carly got on a call with her and all of a sudden she's like, I'm moving to Kelowna. I feel the pull. And I'm like, all right. And then it was kind of like the, oh my goodness, I need to have the conversation with my partner. And it also came with like, if he's not on board, I'm still coming. Yeah. Cause I'm doing it for me. So I'm going to like turn this over to you to kind of just talk about your journey, whatever comes to you about that yeah. where you had the lack and the whole thing, like how you also got the pull go there and tell us all of it. And so the interesting thing for me was I hadn't told my partner really anything about, you know, like soul involvement or what I was going through in the calls. And when I had the conversation with him, I was terrified because I was like, he's going to think that I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> like, it, like Alexia said, like, why do this now in the middle of a quote unquote pandemic? Um, and he said to me, he's like, okay, well, by the end of the year, like, this is something I think that we can make happen. And I was just like, no, I'm not waiting a year because if not now, when, like, when am I going to do it if it's not right now? Um, and I said to myself, I was like, the fact that I'm saying I'm moving, I cannot turn back. Like I, there's no, there's no way that I can go back on my word to me because that's just such a disservice to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, The lack spin uh, has been fucking real. Um, I have really heavily relied on, um, I don't want to say heavily relied, but I've relied on my family a lot to support me. Mm -hmm. And there is a check in the mail that is coming for me that I know will offer me support. Um, But I had that save me energy with Mm -hmm. this uh, check in the mail. And I was like, Oh, you know what? Like I have this check in the mail that's coming. I'm going to be able to do this the way that I want it to happen. Um, I think that's really key is like Becca very much, um, when she felt that pull and she made that kind of hell yes, I'm choosing me. I have no rhyme or reason. I'm going to say it to my partner. If he doesn't come, I'm still going to go. But then it was like, I want it how I want it now. Yeah. And you really had to, I think, key word that you talked about on your drive here, surrender. Well, Mm -hmm. yeah, and that's really no different than how, Alexia, you wanted to shovel up your life and (laughs) just put it on a fancy platter in Kelowna. Like, we always have that where you really want to just take all the good that you already have Mm -hmm. and bring it with you and be like, it's fine, it's fine. But the thing is, is... You can't do that. Mm -hmm. So that's what's scary for people too because they're like, I like my relationship. I have a great relationship. I love my house. I blah, 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 blah. But the thing is, is if it's meant to come with you, it It will. will. And when you get wherever you're going or when you jump, 
it's going to evolve with you. So it's not even going to be how you expect it to be. You just need to have that willingness and that open to jump and it'll always be better. That's the thing. All the things that you love right now that you want to bring, if they come with you in whatever shape or form they come with you, it will be better. And what they're showing me too is like sometimes you need to put the chicken in the shake and bake bag. And that's what the girls shake it up. Literally, yeah. that's what the girls yeah. have done. Yeah. So the yeah. fact that Becca's partner's coming with her, other things are in her shake and bake bag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alexia's like, hell yes, I'm going. You know, if worst case scenario happened and I our relationship did dissolve, I still chose me. And this is the farthest I've ever come in my yes, life saying exactly. yes to me. Yep. So in both of their scenarios, they had to put that chicken in the shake and bake bag to see the bits that they maybe didn't want to see. Yes. So what was coming to me was like, when you're saying, I love my life, I love my relationship, but do you, mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, cause when we're in it and we have those glasses on until the chickens in the shake and bake bag, yeah. Yeah. you're not really sure until you're uncomfortable, yeah. but also you're loving it from that frequency you're at. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. So this is the thing too. It's like, you love it right now because this comes back to what you would say to me Coco about dating I would date someone that was a little bit better than the last guy and think that this was the be all end all because he was a little bit better Mm -hmm. but it was still freaking crumbs and I deserved the whole cake (laughs) so it's like as you raise your frequency things will come and go and this is what we're getting at and if they're meant to rise with you they will Mm -hmm. and if they don't you are prepared to take on that quote unquote loss because really all you're doing is evolving but it's not a loss exactly that's why I say quote unquote because Mm -hmm, it's not what you're doing is you're shedding what's no longer at your frequency Mm -hmm. and if it's a relationship say you're giving that person the opportunity to then have the choice to raise with you or do their own work and who's to say they don't circle back later yeah Yeah. and there's a backup plan to a backup plan to a backup plan yeah yeah and I really think that um we should really hit home here about lack Mm -hmm. okay because this can can we just can we just make a brief I have a quick question um, so Alexia, your partner, you kind of had this conversation with them with what you were doing before mm-hmm. and Becca, you waited to tell your partner, mm-hmm. like, like why, why did you hold back and just be like, Hey, by the way, <laughs> we're moving to Kelowna and I'm a spiritual being and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so how yes. did, yeah. um, because, okay. So I was terrified because I thought he was going to rip me a new asshole. Like I literally thought he was going to black out on me and be, just be like, no, we can't do this. This is fucked. Like and there's no way. Your core wound. Yes. Um, is abandonment mm-hmm. and rejection. S- symptom of rejection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I waited because I told myself the story that he was just going to be so upset and I was going to get rejected. He wouldn't understand where I was coming from, but I inherently knew that deep down he would feel this choice of mine um but yeah I waited because I told myself those stories like I literally spun inside of my head and was like no 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 no, no. he's just gonna poop on you like this is not okay (laughs) this is not okay and I think being Becca's mentor one of the key points too um that this whole talk with Becca that really rose up was um the whole thing of like the team player, we had to really tell her like, mm-hmm. you, you've you been driving through a blizzard doing yes. this work, right? And you haven't told them anything. You're just like, I got this. I got this. I got this. We're going yeah. through the blizzard. And now all of a sudden he's holding on to the holy shit handles. <laughs> and yeah. you literally turned over and were like, uh, actually this whole time, um, I've been really doing this work to find me and we're turning left. We're actually getting off this highway. Hold the fuck on. <laughs> yeah. And that whole team kind of energy, right? That she yeah. 
had to like really hit home with herself and trust herself Mm -hmm. because she was really living in that whole spin of he's not going to get it. But Mm -hmm. then when you finally did tell him, he came to you and he said, um, if we're going to make it anywhere, we might as well make it somewhere we love. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we had that conversation. He was like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'm working a doom and gloom job in Regina. But he said, he was like, why not do that somewhere that is so much fucking better? Like literally so much better. Yeah. 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 And, um, there was something in my head, but I just lost it. It'll come back when it's meant to. <laughs> Welcome She's to Scott. the Rehab Podcast. And then Alexia, um, what was Scott's question? <laughs> this yeah. is an interesting audio podcast today. Um, just like, cause Devin kind of knew. Oh, like, well, he's known all along. Yeah, he's known all along. Yeah. So like now that he's like, you started accepting more who you are, mm-hmm. like read, like how his reaction and how you kind of responded to that mm-hmm. because like Becca just kind of said like boo I'm, I'm spiritual but like De- Devin kind of had an idea yeah but maybe didn't know the extent of what you were doing but kind of like just so people can kind of get like a grasp of like Becca's situation worked out like like well and we're hoping like like Devin does come I kicked mm-hmm. down the door basically yeah I think that Alexia needs to talk about the programming and conditioning because that's where the people yeah. can really relate to your story so talk like about how with Devin even though he knows all of this there just might be other layers and programming and conditioning and that's that whole like I gotta say yes to myself and choose yeah. over the thing Mm -hmm. no one's saying that once becca and her partner get here that he doesn't then have his layers but Mm -hmm. i feel that this is a relatable piece for people to understand that sometimes it's the programming and conditioning and the whole things you just you guys have such different stories but parallel in the same Mm -hmm. sense so i'm gonna leave that with you to discuss (laughs) it's emotional go ahead the people can hear it it's okay. Take, yeah. take, take a moment and, yeah. and, and breathe. Like, yeah. I know we know it's a very sensitive topic and yeah. I really don't want to just like spring it on you, but I know like it's, 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 it's interesting and we can use it as a learning tool. So like take time and when you're comfortable, like talk about it. Mm-hmm. If, if it's not like that, that's okay as well too. Cause sometimes it takes a little bit of time and distance. I'm, I'm still in it. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, when you're in it, it's, um, it's hard to talk about it because the wound is still raw, yes. right? Yes. Um, one thing that Alexia and I talked about when we were driving here, because it is emotional, um, we do have a similar situation um, going back to our partners because they have provided for us mm-hmm. for so long mm-hmm. and that provides a sense of safety. Mm-hmm. But when you jump and you say yes to you and you make that leap and you have to do it on your own, yeah. it's fucking terrifying. It is yeah. terrifying. And it's like, how am I going to do this? Am I going to be okay? Well, I don't have him to it's fall an back layer. on in mm-hmm. an added mm-hmm. layer. Mm-hmm. But I said, I was like this driving to Kelowna, just the two of us, this is the journey that we have to do for ourselves in order to look back and be like, I did that. Me, Mm -hmm. myself, and I. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's it's that whole layer of like just... That's the overtop that you guys are doing right now. So even though it's emotional... You know, um, we love to do that when we're part of the team and everybody <laughs> in the community is like, we hit you where it's hard, but yeah. it's like, just know that it's relatable, right? Mm-hmm. And your emotions are relatable. I mean, Carly, when she had her dating situation in September, I was like, well, we might be talk- not be talking about this for a while. And then the next day it was like, boom, out there. But mm-hmm. it hits people because yeah. we're real, where so many people want to hide mm-hmm. behind that mask of what they're going through or what the layers are, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think that that's amazing. Mm-hmm 
interesting because you even said that to us last night. Mm -hmm. You said, yeah, my partner didn't drive out with me, but I did. And that's Mm -hmm. the farthest I've ever gotten in my life because we rely so much on our partners. And it's crazy the ways in which... I've proved to myself that I can do it. Yeah. That's just by huge, Alexia. Just, yeah. just by saying yes to myself, like even how the place fell in my fucking lap, even how, um, you know, when I said yes to myself and currency was literally falling out of Talk nowhere. Talk about that. Two weeks ago, she's telling, two spinning weeks, a bit. Two weeks ago, I was spinning to Coco being like, I don't know how I'm going to make rent. I don't know how I'm going to afford to live in this place because the place that I'm living in embodies my light mm-hmm. and my ego can't understand how mm-hmm. I'm there, right? Because it's similar to Coco, her house, right? A human is like, your human would be like, wow, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then your light is like, yes, bitch, we deserve this and more, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been really interesting to see how by me being like, I'm not a human anymore. Lack is not an option anymore. Mm-hmm. Lack is not even a fucking narrative because every time I say that I'm going to, I'm in lack or I'm choosing lack. That's me saying I'm human and not a light. So I really had that moment and I was talking to Carly about this. I'm like, it's just not an excuse. It's not a fucking option anymore. It's just not a topic I'm going to because this proved to myself that I am a light and that by me being full hearted in that, I'm going to be supported. And it comes back to partnership too. It's like, Mm -hmm. this is a hard fucking situation. Like it's been really raw, but I'm not making or living my life or doing the decisions that feel right for me for him. Yeah, take Mm -hmm. that in. So uh, every decision and every yes that I say is for me. Mm -hmm. And That's hard. It is. And my partner should be a byproduct of that because he wants to choose himself as well and we're equally heading in the same direction. And right now what's happening is we're at a crossroads. So I'm saying yes to myself and he has that choice. Mm -hmm. It's I'm going to say yes to me and do this work or I'm not and I'm going to fall away. And that's the reality that I'm being smacked with. And that's when you're saying it's raw. It is raw. And I'm in it right now because she's not blind to this fact. No, and I'm not why lie to yourself? Well, like, it's like Carly always says, usually we don't talk about it until we're through it. Yeah. But I'm pushing her to kind of talk about it yeah. a little bit because it's necessary yeah. to hear mm-hmm. the rawness in her. To, so mm-hmm. people don't look at all of us doing the work as special no. or as like it just fell on your lap and you didn't actually take action to no, get here. It was That's ruthless key. action it's to key. support that and opportunity. And it still is this yes. week. No, it's, it's not you take one action and then you're done no it's uh I'm committed and I have to keep going you don't just get to stop and things keep in motion Mm -hmm. you create the motion you are the motion yeah so you're that wheel like if you stop okay you stop turning well everything else stops working to support you Mm -hmm. yeah I think Becca and Alexia are huge examples of that because since you started soul print in September and Alexia hit her her one year mark uh like last week Mm -hmm. they haven't stopped Okay, I think that needs to be really hit home here. Well, they haven't stopped, but also, like, going into it, we were just talking about this, they really just took what was coming to them mm-hmm. and rolled mm-hmm. with it. So there, we always say like, especially if you want to join our soul print program is we do not take everyone on that wants to enroll. Like if we took everyone on right now, like literally we would be like good for the year. Like we have that many people inquiring, but the, the only reason why soul print literally, and I can say this confidently has a hundred percent success rate is because the people that do come on and that we take on, they come to the program knowing that, 
All the work is on them. Coco and I and Scott, we're just here as just basically those people to be like, hey, hey, here's the nudge. Remember, mm-hmm. remember. And by coming and doing your soul print calls, that's not doing the work, people. Yeah. What that is, is that is just the, I want to say plan or the key things structure. that structure that mm-hmm. you need to be aware of to then go do the work. Well, we wouldn't be where we are if we were booking every couple months. Yes. That's the thing. Yeah. It's commitment. It's it's not Okay, the, I'm good now. It's a state I, of being. It yeah. is a state of being. Yeah. You don't pick and choose when you want to move forward because mm-hmm. you're in constant momentum when you say yes to you. Yeah. So I, the reality that I've created for myself is from consistent mm-hmm. action and from consistent dedication to myself and to my light. And booking in for sessions has been a regular support for that. Yeah. It has. And also, like, I have to give both, both, like, you and Becca, like, both of you credit because even when you guys come to, like, your mentoring sessions, you come to it and you absorb and you take and then you action. You mm-hmm. come to these sessions being, like, whatever is said in the session, I'm going to do my best to comprehend and feel it. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to work for me Mm -hmm. because there's a difference between coming to these sessions and and like then going off and doing the work with the intention and the knowing and feeling that this is going to work for me versus going to these sessions and being like, let me see what they can say to me and let me try and prove it right or wrong. Mm -hmm. There is a difference in mentality too. And that's the, that's the piece of action. Mm -hmm. Well, that is the action, Mm -hmm. right? It's Mm -hmm. just being able and open to accepting that and then moving forward with it. Yeah. Yeah. I really want Becca to talk about her journey because like you know she's been on soul print and like I feel like this isn't an ad for our work but it's for any mentor that you find Mm -hmm. and what happens when you make this momentum okay Mm -hmm. so whether it be us or anybody when you stick with your mentor and you do your work you have 100% success rate but when you're dabbling in all these other fucking things you're clouding up the pollution they're of your own fucking distractions yes they're all distractions like and it. i i really got to put that to becca because yeah. becca is mm-hmm. not the same quote unquote human at <laughs> all that we met in september should we just say that when becca started yeah. and then becca got her higher self and carly was like that is not her higher self because that's what i do <laughs> she triggers me like carly's ego was outrageous and me and scott were like uh calm down they're like um carly she is you that is why she's triggering you and now I have to say like I am team Becca 150 (laughs) percent because but also because one it was my wounds projecting onto her but also because of who she is and who her light is she is so dedicated to the work and that we've seen such an improvement in her that now what it is too we're a match in frequency mm-hmm. we weren't before I don't know who was higher who was or doesn't really matter we just weren't the same mm-hmm. and so then there's triggers on the wounds that then happen but then yeah. you you rise up and it's mm-hmm. like hey perfect match let's go so anyway I, 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 again I made that about me for five minutes but let me just but Becca was that. very much the spiritual glam um, she was oh the epi- I, I told her I'm like Becca you were uh, the epitome of glam. Yeah, she no, wore literally. the badge on your shoulder. Yeah. That yeah. was your yeah. first guide committee. Really and she's thing. glamorous. Yeah. Look yeah. at yeah. her. Oh she's beautiful. Gorge. But uh, you definitely were your first guide committee reading. I think you can speak uh, about mm-hmm. it, how it shook you so much because the guides <laughs> literally told they you. They tore me a new one. Yeah. Um, I thought I was better than everybody else and I thought that everybody was below me. Because mm. I was like, I meditate, I do angel cards. Like, you don't know what spiritual is. Like, uh, yes. miss me with that BS. No, it was gross. Like, my partner that's crazy to me now yeah my partner was grossed out by me he was just like <laughs> okay that's enough but um 
the contrast is very, very bold. Like even looking back at September and to now, I remember, I think it was like my third session in a couple days later, I felt very, um, torn because I was like, okay, is there actually going to be a shift? Am I going to make these strides? Like, you know, you look, you hope for that, uh, like light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And I was so deep into like my stories. I would tell myself, I'm like, I'm just going to end up fucking working at a retail store and just be back in the shit 3d. Um, and now today I can fucking tell you like energy doesn't lie. Like this Mm -hmm. works when you are dedicated to yourself and you have difficult conversations with your partner and your family and saying yes to you is hard, but it is so worth it. Um, and there's no other feeling like it. Mm -hmm. There is no other feeling and yeah, you're going to trigger and piss people off, but those people who are so triggered and, um, if they become angry with you and you have to drop them out of your life, like, so what, why would you want to keep somebody around who doesn't support your light Mm -hmm. and who doesn't walk Mm -hmm. alongside you and fucking cheer you on? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that, and not not the falseness about it where it's like, Oh, I want to see you rise. And Alexia dealt with that a lot in her journey. Then as soon as she did, then they all felt they were, they were so triggered by you. They fell away by you. And that's where the masks really start to come come off Mm -hmm. and I last night you were talking about because Scott had asked you and you said Mm -hmm. like tell us about your experience and all this and you're like well I don't know I think it was like higher self and then I was like fucking shook and I'm like (laughs) staring at the screen being like you can't make this shit up like what is happening and you know that's where you're talking about the energy of you because I'm just the portal that helps you um where you were just like I don't even know the how. I don't even really know what the light at the end of the tunnel was. Kelowna wasn't even in the atmosphere Mm -mm, at that point. But that's Mm -hmm. a frequency change, Mm -hmm. right? That led you here and that steadfast. Like every single month when we would get on a call with her, she would have a new layer, a new thing to discuss Mm -hmm. and didn't ever... She just surrendered to it, which was hard. Well, it was hard, but at the same time, it's like, why would I lie to myself and be like, oh, you have nothing to worry about. Like everything is fine. Like I'm going to sit and take quote unquote, like constructive criticism Mm -hmm. because like, I can't fake it anymore because Mm -hmm. I had faked it for so long. I was great at pretending. I was great at fucking putting that glam jacket on and walking around thinking I was the shit and I had everything like my ducks in a row, but I didn't. I was a fucking hot mess. Mm-hmm. I was such a hot mess. But now it's like, okay, when I feel this energy, even if it's something that triggers me or makes me angry, I'm like, I'm going to stare this in the face mm-hmm. and I'm going to run right through it because nothing can stop me. Which is like so funny right now. Cause like watching you speak your body language and everything, you're so different from mm-hmm. our very first call. And like, I, <laughs> I actually, was terrified, <laughs> but I like actually forgot about that quote unquote version of you until right now talking about it because like really this is the first time that we've met in person like we've been zoom buddies but like (laughs) like in person Mm -hmm. and so I like this is this is Becca Mm -hmm. like and we've talked about this before and I think Scott you've said this where it's like some people meet you now and they don't even know what you look like without a beard because you are just Scott with a beard now Right. So, (laughs) but what I'm trying to get at is like the version of who you are, like that, that is who you are to the people that now meet you. So you can literally 
invent yourself to be whoever you the want. Highest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the highest. highest. So why not go yeah. for the highest is what well, I'm getting it's at. Like, yeah. It's like we all kill ourselves. It's like the running joke. You guys are all going to experience it when the book comes out. But like even in session earlier, I popped up the newest, latest before and after photo. <laughs> <laughs> we love those. It is. I was like laughing out loud in the bathtub the other day, sending it to Alexia being like, I can't with myself. Like literally. And that is this work. And that that is getting out of that matrix, that yeah. programming, that hot mm-hmm. air balloon mm-hmm. energy that's so strong this month. And people always ask, okay, and I saw it on my um, Instagram before we came on this podcast, how do I know where I am? So I'd really like people to talk about this because people are like, how do I know if I'm on this side or I'm moving into this? Like people get confused about, am right. I in the middle? How do and, you know? Be honest with yourself. Yeah. Middle. That was better. Yeah, we'll explain that, Alexia. <laughs> like, <laughs> explain Carly's that. album dropping soon. I would uh, like to apologize for the screeching at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> Carry on. Um, well, I th- the reason why people say they don't know is because they don't want to admit where they actually are. Ooh. Yeah. You know. You know. No. <laughs> I felt like we were on like Mori or something. Yeah. Like that. I was getting at like those they're like, oh I mean you do know. You know. Like don't don't bullshit yourself. You know exactly where you are, and the only reason you're asking that question is you want someone to tell you otherwise. Yeah, mm-hmm. take that in. Well, I mean really what it is is just like um we're we're afraid to feel. Mm-hmm. Right? Where do we don't we as people, we're afraid to feel, and I would really like to thank like Alexia because I kind of just like dropped that bomb on her and just like kind of forced her out to kind of talk about it, but she felt it. She felt all those emotions before she moved out here. She's still grappling with them. And when we asked her that conversation, she, she felt those emotions again. And then she, guess what? She was able to talk about them because she was able to like allow herself to feel. Mm-hmm. So if you don't allow yourself to feel, that's where you're not going to know where you are. Mm-hmm. You have to allow yourself to feel because that, that is the work. You're feeling things. As much as we talk about consciousness and like thoughts, it's like, no, mm-hmm. we're feeling things now. Mm-hmm. Your feelings are your compass. Yeah. yeah, your feelings are your compass. Well, five, five D and especially tw- uh, uh, like um, 12 D into our higher self is all feeling. So I really love that Scott because Alexia had her moment here where she was like processing it and feeling it. And of course we didn't push her, but like, I'm like, Hey, you can, you can do this Alexia. Mm-hmm. She just needed to feel mm-hmm. which people don't want to do that. That's a, well, that's a big thing that everybody needs to talk about as soon as you get uncomfortable. Well, why they don't want to feel is because the feeling is what makes it authentic. And if I'm authentically sad or I'm authentically mad, anything that I'm authentically not happy, let's just say that, that's taken as a negative tone in the collective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so take that th- in. So yes. that is why people don't want to feel because mm-hmm. then it adds that authenticity behind whatever emotion it is that they are expressing. Plus then I might actually have to take action because I mean, like, let's be honest, there's a lot of people who are unhappy with their relationships, mm-hmm. but they stay in their relationships. Yeah. Because they don't want to take the action. Yeah. Or admit to themselves how they truly feel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather just sit here and kind of be like, okay, mm-hmm. little miserable, rather than like take the action and be ha- have be happy even if it's by myself. Yeah, and they put- go to the external then mm-hmm. of why I can't make that action. Yeah. And then they also go to the whole feeling and the coping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Two words stand out to me a lot throughout this journey. Want versus need. So our human wants to be 
um, somewhere quickly versus our light knows what we need. Yeah. Oh, mic drop. You know? Oh, we got a new Scott. Yeah. <laughs> love that. Move love over. That. I love that. I yeah. love that. Your soul knows yeah. the way. You know, it's a cliche saying, but it really is where your human mm. wants it because yeah. your experience into saying yes to move to Kelowna has very yeah. much been want yes. versus yes. need. And getting attached to things that I wanted. So I wanted to find a place the first time that I looked for a yes. place. Yes, you did. Um, yeah. But my soul is like, bitch, that's not what you need <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? And um, that I... That has been a huge growth. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's been a huge surrender. And it's funny because when I was forcing myself to look at places, they were not aligned and they were not what I needed. Mm -hmm. They were like one bedroom apartments. Um, I need a yard because I have a dog. It was the breadcrumbs. It was the breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm taking these strides and I'm closer to where um, I'm needing to be, the things that are aligned with me are falling into place. So these houses are coming on grid. Yards are coming. You know what I mean? I was going to say, and those things that you actually need, would you say they're better than what you wanted? Yes. Yes, of course they are. But we make things so hard for ourselves because of that want. Yeah. You know? I think Alexia should talk about that because you had that whole forcing thing. Then you had a conversation with Carly and you surrendered and tell us what happened. Okay, so um, I felt the nudge obviously to move here. And then I wanted it to happen now. My human was like, um, now. Okay. So you felt the nudge. Now it needs to happen. And then I was pushing and pushing and forcing and forcing, applying for places and looking at places and oh, oh, like spinning about places. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I got to a point where you feel the disconnect and you feel that it's coming from want versus need. And I literally said to Carly, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not going to look at places anymore. And Carly's like, you know what? And by you saying that, watch, a place is going to fall into your lap. And literally a couple hours later, I messaged Carly because the place that I'm living in now fell in my lap. And so true, like I'm the proof of what it actually means to just step back and say, okay, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And then yesterday when you walked in, talk about the emotion of seeing it for the oh first time. Oh my gosh. Hashtag Judy. Ha- yeah. <laughs> but the emotion of it was in alignment. It was in alignment and it was, it's overwhelming. Like mm-hmm. word of the, the last couple of days is overwhelming. It's a lot to take in and adjust to coming from the frequency of Regina and where I was at. And so now it's just, it's still, I said to everyone here, I'm like, it feels like I'm on vacation and I don't know like like when that's going to go away because I'm living a life that is so different and so high frequency and I've never been here before. Mm-hmm. So it's all new and it's all a lot. And she's not talking about been here like Kelowna been here. She's talking about the frequency. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what you guys all need to understand is it's an adjustment period. Mm-hmm. Like it goes back to like what Becca was saying. Like everybody's human wants it fucking now. Mm-hmm. Like literally I hit my two year mark last week and I did that post because it was like everybody wants to integrate and be in here and do all that stuff but they don't realize that it's that consistent action every single day to Mm -hmm. then what 
Alexi said you start winding everything up the other way. Yes. Because when you're unconscious, you wind up all that other action mm-hmm. so tight mm-hmm. that then, you know, like Scott had said so eloquently a few podcasts back, is like we're doing the unwinding of that tire swing. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is you get that pivot point where I'd say the girls are starting to move to where now you start winding up the other way in that consciousness, in that flow, in that ease. You are, are aware that you are now moving up into a higher state of consciousness. And you don't need because you are. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, do you remember um, when you were like wanting to find a place and you're desperate to find a place and just move out here? Can you recall like how like the actual time felt at those times? Like was it like oh fast or was it slow? <laughs> it was slow. <laughs> slow as, yeah, slow so as they, fuck. And so they, I was creating a constant spin for myself. Because you wanted to be out here so bad. And then once you kind because of- I wanted it to save me. Yeah, and then when you coming. actually made the choice and just like let go and yeah. it fell into your lap, from the moment that it fell, the house <laughs> fell into your lap until you got here, how did time feel? Fast. I. <laughs> it honestly, it fell in my lap and then- it's so funny because I had been forcing and pushing and pushing. And the minute I was like, okay, I'm letting go and it fell. I'm like, this is too fast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I made a new step. Yeah, literally. Oh, wow. How am I going to be able to do this? And then I had to stop for a minute and just say, okay, I, it wouldn't have come in if I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy when you switch your intent how everything shifts, like all of the pieces of the puzzle, just they recalibrate. It's, mm-hmm. it, I don't know the how game. to explain. It's a it brand is, new game. It is a brand new and game. And it, that, it, I just can't emphasize this adjustment period. And us as humans, like literally our human, not our light, make things so oh, hard. Always. Okay. And it doesn't need to be this way. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about the clicking and the time sped up, you always know what frequency you're kind of hanging out in, mm-hmm. what level of the game you're hanging in as, based on the feeling of time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you guys think about, you know, oh, I was, you know, painting something or I was working out on the Peloton or whatever that is where you get into that kind of flow Mm -hmm. and you're like, shit, that felt like a minute. Mm -hmm. You're in your light. Okay. And one of the biggest things that everybody is, we're trying to talk about right now is this is huge. This is what this means with the air balloons is we're no longer human beings having the dabbling in light. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we are no longer picking and choosing our light when we want it. The flip with the air balloons Mm -hmm. is I'm a light being having a human experience Mm -hmm. and I cannot hit that home any harder. And when you really make that flip, and you say yes to yourself, and it's not one foot in, one foot out, and you're not dabbling, that's when all this stuff starts clicking. Mm -hmm. And I really think that we need to clarify that from everybody's kind of point of view, what that exactly means, because so many people ask us that. And I know my team, we can talk about it till the cows come home, but it's us, you know, and people still think that we're taking some magic fucking potion, (laughs) but I would like you know, if we were to say the common folk, really, you guys mm-hmm. came off. Well, really, yeah. you came well, off the street, yeah. no different than us. But literally, you had no rhyme or reason. Like we didn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a well. I was going to say, and I think it's probably. I think Becca, you're wanting to talk about it. Is a really good example of that of you being a light dabbling in human action was your guys's drive here, which yeah. felt like two seconds. Yeah, 
Um, so we drove from Regina to Calgary and then Calgary to Kelowna. And we were laughing hysterically because we were like, how has this been a seven and a half hour drive? Like, both trips because it felt like minutes Yeah, um, minutes. and you know we were listening to good music we were having great conversation and we were being our light we were just being well yeah you guys were being lights probably having well you were having high vibrational conversation mm-hmm. and yeah. what was the human you're dabbling in the driving yeah yes that's it, <laughs> that's it. That's good, that's all. very good analogy mm-hmm. very yeah. good analogy and that's where I want them to talk about this because Again, when I say common folk, it's, I mean, <laughs> I love, I, they keep, the, the, the queen and her commoners. The villagers mean, over the, here. The, but the guides are trying to show you guys the separation because you. The relatable. Yes. Everyday because, girl. because I know that people put us three in that category that they think we're lying well, at it, times. It, well, no, they it, think you're one percent. Yeah, one percenter. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, I just want you guys to really emphasize this flip and what you've noticed with it, because you guys saying yes to you, what does it mean when you're dabbling? Because Becca was the queen of dabbling before. Um, I mean, really, you, you, I loved what you said on the drive where you said, I didn't know what doing the work meant. Yes. So So when you see these words, like doing the work, um, I think think what happens is people often relate that to the external okay well do I have to like change the inside of my house um this that and the other thing and it's like no it literally quit your job break up with someone right (laughs) doing the work is having difficult conversations and standing in your power not dimming your light to make somebody feel comfortable Mm -hmm. not softening the blow to make sure you don't piss anybody off um sorry if I have a conversation with you and I piss you off like that's a you problem not a me problem Um, that was huge for me having conversations with my family, having conversations with my partner. Um, even, you know, when I got my higher self letter, I started to embody her. I ripped up a pair of jeans of mine and my partner was like, I haven't seen you wear ripped jeans in so long. Like, what is this? And I was like, I'm embodying my, like, I need to embody my higher self. Like, even though I'm not there yet. Even, yes. Even though I'm not there yet, but it, you know, that physical part for me, I could, uh, feel because it was right there but this steps to um you know she doesn't give a shit what people think was something I was like how am I going to do this because at that point I did care what everybody thought Mm -hmm. your wounds were controlling Mm -hmm. yes my wounds controlled everything that I did because I was a people pleaser Mm -hmm. I didn't want to make anybody uncomfortable so I just I stayed comfortable and I just stayed quiet I didn't stand in my light if somebody said I was doing something quote-unquote wrong I did something wrong Mm -hmm. you you know it's so funny because then I think about myself contrast right of of being committed and saying yes to me and I was such a like everyone to be like Alexia is such an angel she's so social right like I would go out of my way to create an image and a facade of how I wanted people to perceive me because of wounds and now I don't give a fucking the narrative of the external is mm-hmm. well now she's cold now she's full of herself yeah. now she she's got a big ego she's letting it get to her head and it's so it it's really interesting to see that flip right yeah. And I, the people who are saying that or, or experiencing that, they're in the middle, yes. right? Yes. And so it's it's interesting and you can really gauge where you're at based on how that middle bubble is experiencing you. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. that's really, really good. 
because the middle bubble, and even they're showing me, it's some of those people are still the ones that are looking up at the hot mm-hmm. air balloon, being like, oh, well, the news told me this. Um, that's my mom told mm-hmm. me this. They mm-hmm. are still attached to the identity of like, oh, my last name is Jones, and this is how Joneses do it. Mm-hmm. I am this. I am that. Do you yeah. see the difference? Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole kind of dabbling thing is a big big conversation Mm -hmm. um, that I really wanted to show that these two are the living proof of them saying yes to them because they took the action outside of say the mentors giving the information. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal because people think that when you just show up to get the information and the energy work that that is doing the work and then they leave there. No, it doesn't. Yeah. That's, that's not even, that's not even one percent no well and like when you dabble here's okay so when you dabble because I was a dabbler through and through (laughs) you feel stuck Mm -hmm. nothing changes um internally Mm -hmm. at all so when you dabble if you are dabbling right now and you feel stuck well there you go. You're a fucking dabbler. Like <laughs> that's all I have. Life <laughs> drop dabbler. I mean, truly, and it's not to attack people. It's to bring the awareness so that you guys can really see that you're the ones holding yourself back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I need to just really hit home here before we go is that we've never, ever, and I've been saying this for the last few weeks, made it this far. And it makes me really, really emotional. And I've been crying a lot at about in sessions because I'm like, we have come into these bodies of form so many fucking times. Every one of you guys listening to us right now have been in this lifetime with specifically me for sure. (laughs) And all my team and everybody, we all know each other because we're coded to remember each other. And this energy this month is so fucking powerful. We are now writing everything for ourselves. Yeah. Okay. We have never, ever, 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 ever made it this far, you guys consciously. So when I'm emphasizing over and over and over, get your fucking ass out of your own way. I'm being serious mm-hmm. because you have something inside of you that the world needs, but it's ruthless work. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you're not going to like, it's not how you want your cake to be made. You know, it's very much, we are moving into a 2022 energy that's unwritten. Mm -hmm. There is no, it's unwritten. So many songs. (laughs) So many songs. It's unwritten. It's unwritten. So this month, it's like we are in that eye of creation where our dreams are coming into form. Mm -hmm. Hence, look at what's happened this week alone. Alexia has moved here or we've created Coco Collective. Becca's here looking at places just in this podcast room alone. And right? was it March Scott's 3rd? getting his bike, you know, yeah. like big, big, big creation things are happening. It, Scott, your bike is a big deal. I'm laughing because moving, like Becca's moving, Alexia's moving. My big thing is that we created the Coco Collective and my big thing is I'm getting a bike. But it's... But that's you a dim, deal. You, but you're dimming it. You're dimming. He. This is this is what he does. This is what he does because 
Because what is Scott's bike for him? It is his connection. Mm -hmm. That is where he connects to his flow. That is where he connects to his higher self. That's where he gets his downloads. Mm -hmm. And he diminishes it, but it's not. It's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And what everybody needs to understand is moving into spring, a.k.a. the linear term Mm -hmm. for spring later this month, this energy is going to be so powerful that if you are on the side where you are beginning to say yes to yourself or you're fully saying yes like the girls, the energy is going to consume you in ways that literally they're showing me your hands are up and you're like, wow, 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 wow. Or the opposite of it is, this is too much. I got to step back. And we see that people can't handle Mm -hmm. us and our work. So like Scott says, they naturally exit themselves Mm -hmm. because they're just not ready. You're going to see that across the board in your life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where either people are just going to exit themselves or shit's hitting the fan, Mm -hmm. all the things, because that is, this energy is so all consuming you guys that you are going to be like, what is even happening? And so if you are saying yes to yourself, that's going to be the energy in the middle, get yourself out of the middle. Mm -hmm. I don't want you guys to be in the middle. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be in the middle, but what it really comes down to where I want to kind of knock it out of the park, leaving it with this, where Becca said the other day, one of the biggest things that you were so scared of is the fact of you, you were scared of your light. Mm -hmm. And I want everybody to hear me about that. That is is what we're all scared of. Because when we actually accept, like truly inherently accept that we are a light being having a human awakening, that shatters every story, every illusion, every history book, everything we've been programmed to believe. And that's scary. And when we realize that we can reverse age, we can reverse ourselves, we can manifest something that has never been possible before, that's scary. Because as you two can speak about it, you're coming from a dense place where this Kelowna specifically is somewhere that you wait till you're 60 to come to Mm -hmm. because it's quote unquote impossible. And then they're the ones up in the hot air balloon telling you, well, your plates are going to be expensive. Your groceries are going to be expensive. They're the distraction. Mm -hmm. That's the distraction that so many people are in. Mm-hmm. So is there any last bits of pieces anybody wants to say before we go? I feel like Carly's going to sing for us. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't want to sing again. I just want to apologize for the lovely singing at the beginning of this podcast. I wasn't warmed up. <laughs> um, I know everyone thinks as probably the three of us as like the one percenters. Yeah. But like if you see us on the street, like feel free to say hi. <laughs> you don't have to message us and be like, oh, I seen you. Feel free to say hi because guess what? Like we are not special. We are, what, what is it? The community. Mm-hmm. There's more of us than there is of them. Yeah. That's exactly We're it. We're becoming the mainstream. We're becoming mainstream. And as, well, and as Scott said to me the other day, I don't know why everybody, you know, thinks Coco's a one percenter because I live with her and she ain't nothing special. <laughs> <laughs>